Craft Beer Radio, episode 470, on Friday, the 13th of July, 2018. Hello, everybody. It's spooky. Yeah, we can go with the spooky part. There's a murderer trying to kill you. This is the Friday the 13th original theme song. Spoilers, it was the mother. <laughs> oh, man, you're giving away stuff. Oh, my God. Uh, Nick is here, but not just Nick. We also have Nate. Nate, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Quite Nate, a pleasure. Nate's been listening to the show for about a decade now. A little over a decade. Yeah. He uh, yeah. lives in Pittsburgh, and he brought us some old-ass beers. So we have a bunch of old beers to play with and uh, and possibly drink. Uh, See if we get there. Yeah. <laughs> Where do we start? Culture? Well, Jeff yes. has one in, his, in 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 your hand that I don't know if you want to start with, but it's definitely. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want. I want to get this washed off my palate well before. We okay, finish. we definitely <laughs> we don't want to start with that. Yeah, right. Okay, we want we want to taste that like after we're kind of gone already and <laughs> yeah. don't know what's All going right. on. So, what do you think? This one? Sure, sure. Actually, maybe the maybe the bells. I think that's just oh, the, yeah. the lightest one. Okay, so this is from Bell's Brewery in Michigan. This is Batch 10,000. I want to say we did this on the show at one point. We've done some batches. I don't recall if we got 10,000 on the show. This is 9.2% alcohol volume. Uh, this is from, from what, 20... I had on my notes. 2010? 2010, so... Not the not the oldest beer we're gonna have tonight, but you know, five a good uh, eight years old. Yeah, it, I thought Nate says that uh, they used to do from like batch three thousand on or so, like Something every thousand like matches. And Bell's used to, or maybe still does, on the back label, they'd have the batch number. You know, and you'd be able to map those mm-hmm. to the calendar roughly. Um, so they did 3,000, 4,000. I know we did 7,000 on the show. I think we did 9,000 on the show. I don't recall doing 10,000 on the show. And they started coming at a faster and faster clip. So, you know, that's probably one of the reasons they retired. The- yeah, I think 10,000 was the last one that they did as a special release. And, and as far as, like, thousands, I mean, they're yeah. talking, like, every, you know, I think every batch of Too Hard that they did, that they mm-hmm. did or every batch yeah. that they did at the brew pub. So, you know, uh, right. right after a while, they, you know, it was, like, nine nine to 10,000, I think, was maybe a year. If yeah. That. So you know, I'm curious if they they'll come back for twenty thousand or fifteen or something like that. Possible. Possible. This is insane. If this is if if what I'm reading here is true about all the the numbers. Yes. After combing through the catalogs of many and many malt and hop suppliers, our brewers used over one hundred different malts, grains, and other fermentables, and followed them up with a blend of sixty different hop varieties between the kettle additions and drop and dry hopping. Oh, for this beer. For so, this beer. 100 fermentables and 60 hops. Something about yeah, the concept being like they were, you know, evoking just the like home brewing practice of just using whatever whatever crap you had left over. Uh-huh. Um and just kind of throwing that in a batch, which I've done and it's been with terrible results. It, it would have been cool if they used like every ingredient they ever put into a beer. That would have been a neat idea, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Who knows if it would have been any good, but it would have been a neat idea. Birch syrup and, yeah, pine but needles. It and... actually smells quite good. It smells like a, a nice uh, roasty, like a grist uh, that I would expect from a from an old ale almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah oh, it's a bit it's of old. A, <laughs> there's a bit of a multi-syrupy type aroma to it. A fair amount of oxidation. 
getting lots of yeah papery sherry like um like a almost like a a dry caramel Mm -hmm. yeah some dark fruit skins Mm. Uh, the, the the initial flavor on there was a really nice like sherry oxidation note. It, mm-hmm. it, it aged very well. Um, it comes then into very uh, has bitter kick, and then it kind of goes thin and um, loses a bit of its punch. I'm assuming that that, that bitter kick is probably a, more of a roast. I'm getting kind of more of a roast ashy bitter mm-hmm. than like a I mean than like a hop. Mm-hmm. Well, they bitterness. they say sharply bitter, so they I think we're, yeah. we're trying to throw a lot of bitterness into here from even right. the hops or but, the. But eight years ago, it's gonna drop mm-hmm. off. Yeah. So maybe there's still some remaining. We've had some hop bitterness linger for that long in some beers. I, I like the the malt backbone on this thing. It's kind of this weird mix of like baker's chocolate and tobacco mm-hmm. and um, cherries. I mean, it's just really rich on the malt. This is. Um, Black licorice, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So I'm getting like almost like a um, like the finish to me. Actually, I know this is gonna say weird, but like twiggy, almost like a little branchy. On my first sip, I was tasting something that kind of reminded me of like branches. And yeah, because I was getting that, and then I would get like that sweet cherry, almost like vanilla, like tinge that's pulling through for me, with like the smoky ashiness for sure. And now, like now, I'm getting a little bit like now. I'm thinking about twigs. I'm getting like this like birch type thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's there's a subtle thing in there that's kind of reminding me of of root beer. Uh, so a little bit of that sassafras, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, birch yeah, yeah. type yeah. stuff. That's really are good. You, are you surprised by how hot it is after eight years? It's still it still tastes pretty kind of fusel. Yeah, nine percent. I think that you know that thinness at the end is is part of is like making that even more hot. I think making it come across more hot. Um, I bet when it was fresh, it wasn't so, so thin at the end. I think that's probably a, a thing that happened with age. Could be. I like the warming on it. It doesn't, you know, seem extra hot to me. I think I, I think it's a good balance for it. It doesn't seem super hot, but it, it does. I think it's apparent. Like Nate's saying, no, sure, it, it, absolutely, it, it comes yes. across as this is a high alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess I'm just thinking compared to other barley and like some of the other stuff we have in London. It's like, oh, it's only nine and a half percent or whatever. Like mm-hmm. that's not that, but no, yeah, it's still. Like that half percent still formidable. Yeah, that's that's really good. I'm, the more that uh, it's just lingering on my tongue, I'm getting a lot of the hot bitterness still, uh, mm-hmm. just sort of lingering there. And uh, it, it's cool that this stayed around for so long. This bitterness. Yeah, yeah that was definitely a and look, really thick. Look how cooks mm-hmm. the glass. Mm-hmm. All right. I see that we do have a dump bucket here, just in case. <laughs> this is this is the famous dump bucket. Just in case what? <laughs> in case you need to rinse your glass, just, hopefully. Yeah, just in case. Well, you know, for rinsing your glass, and in case we, um, in case triple block goes up to our expectations. The last time uh, I saw the dump bucket down. being used on when I was here, I brought that evil genius beer. Ugh. Jeff, uh, yeah, an evil, yeah, exactly, but. uh I remember Jeff just grabbing it, smelling it, sipping it, and dumping it. <laughs> not, even, not even a word, just into the bucket. So this next beer uh, is J.W. Lee's Harvest Ale from 2007. Ooh, yeah. So 11 years old. This is barley wine made once by made once a year by J.W. Lee's. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and alcohol by volume, 11.5%. Would anyone want to mix their glasses with mine? I got a lot of grit in mine. <laughs> I have, I have less grit. <laughs> decant carefully. <laughs> hey, Nick, for the rest of these beers, decant carefully. <laughs> I got the end of the bottle. I know. That's why you have to decant carefully. Am I cut off again? No, you're not cut off. Just saying, you're, you're, <laughs> go, you're going to get the end of the bottle, like for all of these. So yeah. just... I've never had any like, never had a J.W. Lee's Harvest that did not have the the floaties in it. Oh. Yeah, it had. I mean, mine. You know, the exchange with Nick's was a lot clear. of floaties. I mean, and that's fine. It's just it's, it's vitamin B, right? I was just I. I... Just just to just to bone up on these, like last night I read um in Garrett Oliver, the, the brewmaster's table about about mm-hmm. this and he, he remarked on it's like yes you will get fly. Okay. <laughs> That's just part and parcel, it seems. You see the aroma on this one. I'm getting like two different disparate aromas. I'm getting that big malt punch mm-hmm. that it has, and it's very caramelly, a little bit toffee. And then I'm getting the alcohol off of it. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because I smelled this like three or four times. I thought it was just a fluke at first. It's it, it Seems a little vinegary, or something you think like so? That? Hmm. I was just thinking the... cinnamony. I I got I got cinnamon. I got kind of like a bacon, like a, like a, a bakery sort mm-hmm. of smell. Yeah, when I it. went in, I got the heavy malt. Yeah, but I'm not I getting... got the alcohol that kind of reminded me of like cinnamon. Like you just pulled out a piece of big red gum, and you get that waft that okay. hits okay. you, that like stinging bit, and then it dissipates, like the spicy cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Okay, that's really more bourbon. Than yeah, I'm else. not getting any kind of sour or vinegar in the flavor but in the aroma the the warming was kind of smelling smelling that way to me that is so sweet hmm i wonder if it's the the, the yeast um but there's a but i think that the, the the there's a lot of really interesting deep caramel flavors uh but then there was something else that was there that was almost vegetable like and I think that's some of the yeast that I, that got in there because it was that's different. That's scary. Try mine. Yours has a look with the floaties. It's a little bit fuller. Mine. If anyone else wants to taste like the super clean here, Nick, I'll try that. Yours is probably pretty, mm-hmm. pretty. Yeah, mine's clean. That's excellent. <laughs> that is. That is pretty damn perfect. Yeah, the, the um, top of the bottle. Something else I'm getting from this that again I've, I've noticed from other Lee's Harvest Ales that when they're this old is a meatiness to it. Interesting. It's kind of like uh, I mean you know like shows up sometimes in, in old old stuff if it hasn't been you know I mean whether it's been taken mm-hmm. care of or not. But like I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a, you know a, right a yeast byproduct. I like I've heard I've read that uh, autolysis can can produce right. like a meaty um, even kind of I guess like a funky cheesy kind of character. Okay. Um, to it, but uh, that's just yeah something from. I mean, you, you get it more so like if you've had the. I think you guys have had the Lagavulin, yeah, uh, yeah. Harvest Ale on the show, and the, I mean it's definitely you definitely get more of that. It kind of marries to the smoke, but like okay. even in, even in this, I get sort of like a. Is it like an unctuousness, like a like a like a like a you know like sweet honey baked like the drip mm. like the drippings of a of a pineapple ham that mm. are just left in the in the tray. when you said cheese i just took a sip and i was getting just kind of just a little bit hint of you know a rusticness of like a not quite a washed rind or anything like that but you know just more like a 
just a like a one of the more rustic cheddars or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Just like a, like just a little bit of nuance of that. It reminds me, particularly your sample, Jeff. Reminds me a lot of um, Utopias, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as hot, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. but similar with the maple syrup and kind of that big, yeah, the, the big maple. Yeah, yeah. See what this is reminding me of. Um, it like you just got like a nice uh, like one of those chocolate heart boxes, and then you got like the dark chocolate with that just filled with caramel. That's what this is reminding sure. me of. Like you bite into that, you get some nice dark chocolate roastedness. It's not as prevalent because it's mostly caramel that I'm pulling through with the dry. Um, it's really not that dry, but a little subtle like tingle on the back of the throat on the finish for it. But over me, it's like so sweet. And mm-hmm. going in from the aroma, I was expecting it to be a little bit drier because you can kind of smell the alcohol on this one. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting it to be a little bit drier, but to me, it's it's a lot sweeter than the first batch that we had. I th- I th- sorry, oh, yeah, I think that like the alcohol, if any, is probably the only thing drying this out at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. It's so yeah, it's so sweet, so treacly. I would say candy wise, some of those rum candies might come into mind too because of the the way that the alcohol is coming mm-hmm. through. Yes, yeah. good so good. Yeah, yeah, it's my <laughs> straight up my favorite barley one. I think. Oh man, both of those beers so far have been. So, so this show. time, how about you guys pass your glasses over, and I will carefully decant so we don't have any more of the, the big chunky floaties by the time it gets over to Nick. <laughs> and I'll just keep these all in order here. <laughs> all right, so should we go for triple block? Yeah, I think it's a good time to. Let's, <laughs> the the one really, that like, need to be carefully decanted. Are you sure? Like it's it's so strong and it's going to be gross. Like I'm just afraid it will screw up everything. I want I want to get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I'm excited about is that this is '97. Mm-hmm. This beer only I only got six years on this beer. I was still in I was still in high school. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't even. I just hit elementary school, sir. <laughs> so Sam Adams Shovel Box. I, we. Triple box. Triple, Triple box. box. We've had it a couple times on the show. You know, it's obviously not available anymore. Um, soy sauce was, I believe, one of the primary flavors that we got from it. Um, maybe it, maybe it finally turned the corner. Got good. And the, the ones that we've had 20. in the past, to be to be fair, the ones we've had in the past were not handled very well. Um, everyone in the radio show who's listening, uh, Jeff is really struggling with this one right now. It's 20, 21 years old. It's reached, you know, full, full maturity. <laughs> it's finally legal. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably the... The maturity of a 21-year-old. So I, so it's underneath the cap thingy. Is it foil or is it... It's, it's cellophane, shrink wrap, but it's all sticky, so there's been a little bit of leakage. There goes the cork. <laughs> that sounded really cool, though. I should have a corkscrew over here somewhere. Jeff is currently kind of looking around his desk right now. So this, this thing, lost. I picked like, okay, they made three batches of this in 94, 95, and 97. I picked this up. It had to have been 29, 2010. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. And, and, you know, again, accounts that I could tell... Um, uh, said that this just right. like floats so around. Let's do a different beer, and then while you're talking about that, I will find the corkscrew and then okay. we'll do this beer. So the the as Jeff expected, the cork broke off. Yeah. Uh, so he's gonna have to get a corkscrew. Let's do the Bigfoot. So we're gonna do Sierra Nevada Bigfoot from 2007. 
So, only 11 years on this one. That's a twist-off, isn't it? Yeah, it's before Sierra Nevada went back to the pry-off caps. Nice. So, the, the twist-offs didn't seal quite as good, so you had to get more oxidation. 9.6% alcohol by volume. Uh, I, or at least their current version. I'm not sure. I have to look at the bottle to make sure to see this. But the current version... 90 ABU, Chinook uh, for bittering, Cascade, Centennial, and Chinook for finishing, and two-row pail of caramel malts. Pretty simple base beer. Yeah, it's Nix. Um, just on, on tap, the 2007 does say 9.6%. Okay. That's like the only information I have on here. Otherwise, there's no information for it. That's the hoppiest thing we've smelled so far. Yes. Still got it after 11 <laughs> years. Do you like a peppery thing? Or. Black pepper? Or like Not a really bell, bell black pepper? Black pepper, but. No, like white pepper or mace or something something peppery spicy. See, it, it actually is kind of reminding me of an IPL. Like you, that. Are you nuts? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Not just peppermint or spearmint. <laughs> Maybe because we were just talking about no, IPLs so yesterday. Actually, you know what? And now I'm smelling more of the malts. So it was just in that first sniff. I really to bring that up. got <laughs> kind of like it reminded me of one of those brown spicy spices in the spice cabinet, but I oh, couldn't really place it. So yeah. some warming spice you're getting, something nutmeggy or um, more spicy. You know, like like mace or probably mm-hmm. mace. I can't think of anything else that's in that ballpark. I kind of like the nutmeg. There's. I'm, I'm with you on the warming spice, some sort of baking mm-hmm. thing, but I'm not that familiar with mace yeah, as a okay. spice. I think I've had like cookies that have mace in it, and it's you know it's it, it's bracing like you might expect, but it has good interesting qualities. Yeah, I just had, go ahead. Just have this prejudice where, and not and not in a negative way, but just kind of this preconception that all like American barley wines age and turn into like peppermint spearmint from mm-hmm. uh, the the hops I think that's what like I really like that actually I mean like people American barley wines kind of get crapped on but like as far I mean, as far as doing like a vertical or something I think they age more more interestingly definitely than think- English barley wines there's there I think there's a lot more distinction distinction I'm still overall you know more in the English camp but if you're going to see how it mutates over time I think yeah. Americans would go Yeah I think that we we did a Bigfoot vertical once and it, it there was a lot of difference in there and yeah I don't I think I agree with you that if you did a vertical say JW Lee's I don't think you'd find the same kind of dynamics at play yeah, No yeah They're much more that said they're more volatility means they're more likely to go mm-hmm. crappy too <laughs> Yeah, if you see, want, if you want to see what the age aroma, does to it, the aroma on this one for me is um, is definitely I'm getting that like sweet caramel tinge that's very subtly hidden by that almost spiced quality to it that uh, Jeff was bringing up. However, um, to me, I'm smelling like the alcohol is kind of coming through because it's just drying me as I'm wafting in, like I'm getting like a dryness on my throat as I'm sniffing away and so sucking your life away yeah exactly i'm like telling me like oh man i need to give up my keys there, there's like an astringency here like a parchment and it also has a little bit of like tea bag type flavor on yeah it, so. while you were walking away to get that nate was saying the the, the hops and barley wines can turn spearminty and minty and i think that's a really good call here because okay. that's what happened uh although i agree with you jeff that there's like a tannic 
teabag thing that's happening too. Something astringent as well. Do you guys ever do simmer pots? I mean, you take like um, just take like some orange, like orange peel, maybe some cloves, some, maybe some pine needles, and like throw it in some water on the stove, and just huh. let it, just let it. Okay. Like you know, just make a tea. Yeah. Or... Well, I mean, don't even drink it. It's just More aromatic. Potpourri, potpourri yeah, it's like potpourri. a potpourri. Yeah, that kind of like I, you know, getting a. Piney, there's a bit of a piney thing, especially if you think of pine and clove together. Mm-hmm. You know, there's kind of that or in there. Dried, like the dried orange peel that yeah. can kind of go along with that, yeah. with like a pithiness. I love this it when I put some, like you know, carrots, onion, and celery into into a pan and just yeah. start that going. It just makes the whole <laughs> place smell great. Yes, yes. So I'm pretty sure we all dove in for the taste on this one. However, like the first thing that started hitting me is it's definitely a lot thinner in the taste than the couple that we just had mm-hmm. especially the last one however i'm getting almost like a fig quality to this one i like that like a like a subtle fig um and i kind of like the pine mm-hmm. like fig and pine on this one um you get the back it's end. a lot of pine from that chinook. yeah you're getting like um a, a back end for me i'm getting a back end caramel but it's not like as potent right. as the other ones to me it reminds me more of like a fig newton kind Try, of quality you know, Comparing this to my distant memory of other old Bigfoots, this one seems to have oxidized better. It is a little mm-hmm. like parchmenty, but it's not like cardboardy mm-hmm. and yeah. kind of. Bleh. So I think this one kind of had a, has a good age to it. It's still it was surprisingly bracing for me when I first tasted because the other ones were much smoother. Yes, uh, and this hit me with more like a ooh astringent blast, and I was. Uh, a little perturbed the first time, but mm. as my as I got used to it, it, it settled down. But uh, I'm not like I'm not digging it as much as I was the first two. I'm with you on that. This is my uh, least favorite one um, so far. I mean, we're only up to three, but like I said, I, I get that. To me, it reminds me kind of like a, a subtle fig Newton. That's where I'm going okay. with my mind. And the more I drink it, the more I can taste the hop flavor. And mm-hmm. I'm just stunned that the hops are still a flavor in here. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, they they pack it in in a screw top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to derail again, but when you get time, do you ever do you ever see that YouTube video of Sierra Nevada like fermenting the the Bigfoot and they're open and they're open fermenters? I don't think so. They no. do like a time lapse thing, and and you know, I mean, it, it just ferments like a an mf'er, you know. <laughs> so there's just tons and you know tons and tons and tons of uh, head blowing off this thing. They do a, like a, a time lapse video set to in the hall of the mountain king. Um, that's cool. You should check it out <laughs> <laughs> some other time. Have to look. For that. <clears throat> All right. Well, moment of truth. Will the cork fall apart? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The cork will oh, fall. Wait, say that cork's it's falling coming, apart. It's coming, can, it's coming. That's what she's. You can give me the corky part. Sorry. Boo. I know, boo. <laughs> it came out. There's very few quirky bits in the beer. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are today. Is this, we're using 1997 humor? Is that what we're doing? Yes. Exactly. For this next beer? <laughs> Cut it out. Oh. <laughs> What else? What is ha- what was going on in '97? Well, I was about to say, "Where's the beef?" Uh, but that was the '80s. Monica yeah. Gate. Okay, sure. Um, I did not know that was a little later, but no, no, was that that was around '97? I did not. Uh, '96, '97. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. That's Monica Gate. Yeah. Yeah, Monica Gate. Yeah. All right, forgive me. All right, come on. <laughs> I was six. I met Bill Clinton in uh oh. the DC airport, and it would have been around '98. 
99. It was right when he just finished. He just became ex-president. And, um, we Did were he going, flirt with you? No, we were going through the airport. I have a picture of Here's it, and I have his autograph on a napkin. And the only thing I remember of it was he shook my hand, and he said, Hey there, little boy. And that was like it. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, 1997 oh. <laughs> triple box. Oh my gosh! Oh, I'm sorry. Oh god, I feel like this is that's... definitely bringing the beer. Oh my god! What the hell is that? It's <laughs> like meat. Oh, it is like uh. Meat. Oh. Nope. Do you guys ever? Uh, oh my gosh! There's like a what's the it what's smells the, like straight vinegar? What's the disgusting mm, like no. Scandinavian licorice that has like salt on it and oh. smells Her- like fish herring? oil called herring? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Oh my. god. Oh wow! So to me, this, this is sm- different. That's than bizarre. This, this smells like malt vinegar. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Oh, like malt. someone, like this, this malt has... vinegar that you throw in a fish. So this is like before. I used to say this tastes like soy. Smells like soy sauce. Tastes like soy sauce. This one tastes a little bit more like fish. Smells like fish sauce. Like fermented yeah, fish. Yeah. Yeah. There's a fish, fish oil kind of. It. It's like yeah, like not, not fish no, oil. no, the fish, the Korean fish sauce that you mm-hmm. get in the supermarket. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. But no, to me, I hit this and this that smells is, like malt that, vinegar to me. That like, is pungent. Also, like, I think I would like malt vinegar. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I hear malt vinegar and you think, like, Flanders red or something like that. This is. Just, I'm thinking, like, a charcoal bag. This glass um, is in my lap right now and I still smell it coming <laughs> out bad. So do we, we said what this was, right? Yeah, this is this is Sam Adams Triple Box. Sam oh. Adams Triple Box. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> Whoa! This smells like this tastes like charcoal. Uh, that is a mouthful of flavor. That is overwhelming. I took the tiniest little sip. Greg I took like, a much bigger sip. I like the flavor a lot better than I thought I would. Holy! It is so potent. It's burnt. It's Mapley, it's fish sauce, it's chocolate. There's marshmallow. Oh there's God. there's, but like meat. Like if you if you grilled a there's salmon, butt. If you grilled a salmon like stuffed it with marshmallows. <laughs> there are actually like there are dimensions oh. here that I think are good, but they're all sort they surround it's the like, outside, and the inside is this fish sauce rotten, <laughs> rotten anchovy thing. It's gross. It's weird. Yeah, it's kind of like you're just sort of like. It's like someone tossed oh tossed a bunch of flavors up in the air, and you're trying to like grasp the good ones. <laughs> there, I know, wow. I know. You guys talk about like not doing the sales pitch, but there's a comment on Untapped that says there have been only three uh, vintages produced: '94, '95, and '97. '94, '95 are oh marked God. as such on the black label. '97 vintage is not. I'm kind of a little confused on what that means, but Here, put this in the old dump. Just thought I'd mention this it. Is... This reminds me, I do have a sense memory of this. I mean, it does look like soy sauce. Yes. There's like a Japanese market in the bottle. In Shadyside that um, mm. they used to mm. do these scavenger hunts <laughs> through Shadyside. And like part of it would be a, some sort of challenge and uh, where you had to... One, one of them was like you had to go to this Japanese market and eat as many of these pickled plums as you could. And these things were foul. That's what this reminds me of. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah. go to the Japanese market in Shady Side, eat the pickled plums, and then How have you not how have you not done that yet, me? It's I'm still trying to dig for the good. There there's <laughs> there's some stuff in there. there there's a little I mean, because it's made with maple syrup, right? There's a bit of like a marshmallowy thing on the outside. There there's a black garlic flavor that comes through oh, too. Yeah. Okay. Um 
like there's some really interesting roasty qualities there, but it is it it's just this 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 fishy super fishiness. That maple, I think the maple syrup is what's it, causing the fishy. It, it tastes like, like meatiness. I agree with you. It tastes like bad sushi, like sushi that just went mm, spoiled, like I gas station like, sushi. I, you know, it tastes like a fish found floating in the lake. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think we all know what last place is for the night. We should go <laughs> <that. laughs> before we even got here. We should burn these glasses. <laughs> oh my god! I can't. I need another beer. <laughs> I need something. You're to get cut this off, taste. Nick. <laughs> You're using your phone, you're cut off. No, I'm using on tap so I can mark my... (laughs) Mark your territory. (laughs) I was pouring He's also just pissing around the the studio. Just marking places. (laughs) No, Greg is cut off. You should have seen how many times he spilled his beer last night. You could have kept it out of all our glasses. I spilled my beer once. Spilled the water twice. I spilled the water once. Two times. No. All right, fine. Twice in total. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got a 2007 Mad River John Barleycorn. All right. Courtesy of Gary. Thank you, Gary. John Barleycorn from Mad River. So, what did you say, 2007? Yep. 11.4% alcohol by volume. Uh, no longer produced by the, the brewery. Really? Yeah. <laughs> this used to be another another, like, really... Easy to find cheap barley wine. The price on the cap was a dollar ninety nine. No kidding! Wow. It, Ve or oh, well, uh, Gary sent it to us. Listener uh, from oh, California oh, oh, oh. sent it to us. Okay. Is that is this your? Wait, you, that's yours. Oh, that's mine. You get the good okay. glass. I'm cut off, so I get the bad glass. <laughs> Come on, look. There's no floaties. I know how to decant carefully. <sighs> hey, <laughs> you know what? That's fine. You've had many years to do this. I did. Right off the bat, iced tea with lemon. Yeah, good call. Unsweet nice tea, though. Let's specify. You think so? I think so. It smells sweet. I'm with you, Nick. I like the unsweetened. It's a very northern drink. Mine tastes like drink. fish sauce and maple syrup. No. <laughs> That's all you'll smell forever. <laughs> is the curse to triple box. Since you mentioned the iced tea, and this makes me think of my childhood with my Aunt Patty, who always made unsweetened iced tea and just threw chunks of lemon in it, and that was it. Okay. And, uh... Yeah, so it smells... It has the more, like, tannic stuff they would think of when exactly. it's just plain... Like that black tea, and that's yeah. it. I think some just really basic brown, the taste brown is not, sugar, honey. Yeah. No, yeah. Honey, for sure. Um, brown sugar is a very good call. Um, I mean, it's, on one hand, it's a relief to, <laughs> to come to this. <laughs> to not have that. <laughs> to not have that Sam Adams. But on the other hand, uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm really looking for something more here, mm-hmm. and I don't get much. See, I'm, I think this one's giving me a really... The oxidation on this one's really low. I'm getting all the malts. It's brown sugary. I'm finding it to be kind of full-bodied. I mean, medium full-body, not full-body, but medium full-body. I'm finding that the malt is in developing and satisfying. I mean, it's not. Stop giving yourself the first thing in the bottle, dude. Try mine. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't say anything about ingredients or anything like that. I mean, is it just just real? (laughs) Simple yours is a little more yeah, tannic than mine. Mine was not nearly as full as yours. Okay. Oh, that's better. 
now that I have some some fullness in there, I'm I'm getting it's still nothing. I'm still not like jumping over the moon mm-hmm. here, but at least there's some fullness in the body. It was really thin when I had it. It was, um, it was just like you had the second three ounces. You know how much how much stratification is there in this bottle? I don't know. <laughs> What's the ABV on this? Is it eleven point four? Oh, really? Okay. So it doesn't. You know, it hides yeah, it. Does, well. It hides yeah, it very I, well. I would have thought nine. Yeah, nine and mm-hmm. a half maybe. I would have thought lower. Um, yes, yeah, no, we've had some John Barleycorns. Here and there over the years, I remember him not to being like a lesser appealing compared to its brethren, but this mm-hmm. one is really good. I'm really a big fan of this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's not that I'm hating it. Uh, the first two, in my opinion, were better, um, but anything after the last one is a god. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just can't believe how potent that flavor was. They don't mess around. Yeah, that was that was you know. I mean, I'm sure it was great back in '97. It was maybe. like the. Mm-hmm. Maybe no, it was but it was revolutionary because it was the world's strongest beer and at the time, and yeah. now it's I mean, but now oh my god, eleven point four oh, was the world's strongest beer, man. No, my, seven seventeen. What was seventeen? No, the, 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 the triple box. Yeah, oh, box. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it was like seventeen point five, seventeen point six, something like that. Yeah. I'm sure it's a little bit How more than the one that I we had. I want to kind of save I'm, the Tom Hardys for towards the end. How many more samples do you think we have in us? Are you uh, feeling okay? Yeah, I'm feeling I'm okay, feeling but I don't want to go too crazy because even though we're not having too many big samples, mm-hmm. just palate fatigue. And palate fatigue, and, and it can and, and it can jump up on you. Okay. Even, even yeah. I kind of want to do that. We got room for, we got room minute, for at least two more, right? Yes, I would love to do that 120 though. All right, well, why don't we do? Uh, we'll do yeah, we'll do the Brooklyn, and we'll do the 120, and, and then we can do the Tom Hardy's. All right, so this is Brooklyn Black Chocolate Stout. Right. From give me all the glasses. I'm gonna pour like a quarter of an ounce at a time in each glass, and then do it over again, yeah. so everyone gets the same sample. And don't start with yourself this time. I won't start with myself. <laughs> so you guys did a vertical of this one two years ago, right? Yeah. Was it, two, was it only two years ago? No, no, no. no. I mean, T O O. Oh, okay. two years ago. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, we drank all the oldest ones. Uh, the old. I, I have two other ones in there, but the 2011 was the oldest one that I have yet to. So Jeff is now doing He's going to do a double pour Because he wants to not stratify the bottle Even though he was talking about How much of a pro he was at it earlier And now he has to go to the double pour I'm just Well, there, I don't see any floaties So <laughs> Oh no, Jeff's a better pourer than me, for sure And you're the bartender Not really, I just fake it <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Nate, Greg. Ten percent by volume on this Thank guy. Uh, I assume that cool. nothing much has changed. So if we look at their website right now, two rail caramel malt, malted wheat, a blend of American roasted malts, uh, hopped with Willamette and American fuggle. Raspberry. Yeah. What year was this one? Uh, Twenty eleven. Yeah, but that yeah, was fleeting. It does, it does smell a bit, a bit like a fruited mm-hmm. stout or something yeah. right on the think, nose. Yeah, so. ras- like raspberry. Raspberry is a good chocolate. call. Yeah, like a raspberry truffle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It's a little bit of roasty kind of um, woody, chalky kind of aroma in there, too. 
St. Raspberry Trout. Now I want that kind of chewy, <laughs> chewy, gummy yeah. viscosity to it. Have you ever had a Brooklyn... Um, Black Ops? Or Brookside. I'm sorry. Brookside uh, chocolate-covered raspberries? No. They're delicious. <laughs> and it's... Uh, <laughs> but since you're mention- mentioning raspberry, it's kind of like... I'm just like falling into that yeah. idea yeah. of things. I haven't had Black Ops in forever. That's a delicious beer. It's good. Good beer. This one's really good, too. Yeah, this one has a little bit more of the kind of woody thing going on in it. Yeah. You're getting kind of chocolate, you're getting some roast, but it's kind of woody. I get a little bit of bacon. Yeah. Like a smoked sure. bacon yeah. in this one. Get that savory kind of thing going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. What I what I like about this is, and I was thinking like, oh, I, I shouldn't say anything, but like my preconception of uh, black chocolate stat is out. it's ashy. Mm-hmm. It gets ashy so yeah. easily, but this it seems to have like smoothed all that out. I don't get any of that here. Yeah, it's nice. I'm the still oxi- getting that fruitiness though. That's probably mm-hmm. some of the oxidation. Yeah, I mean, as I'm drinking it, it's becoming more and more apparent that it's this lovely oxidation that has this raspberry type mm-hmm. character to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, the raspberries definitely sit through the taste, the aroma and everything, but I get that like strong smoky quality that's pushing through this, a little bit ashy. Um, like I just finished up a nice cigar or something of that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the back end for me, mm-hmm. it leaves that dry tobacco like quality. Maybe it's just my mouth, but it's starting to curl around into like kind of again, kind of a black licorice thing that in a way that I'm not crazy about. Yeah. You know what that sound means. Zini. <laughs> Nate, have you heard? Have you heard the news? Heard the, the, the good news. The good news. Uh, I, why, don't, why don't you tell me the good news, Jeff? <laughs> so it right, turns Greg. out <laughs> that there's a company out there called Amazon, which you can buy stuff from. Amazon? Never heard of it. <laughs> well, we, that's what we find. Most people have never heard of this place. But in order to get to it, just go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Then you'll be brought right there. It's and a wonderland can, yeah. of, of shopping and things and stuff. And you can buy whatever you want. But as long as you start at craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon, a portion of your sale gets attributed to us. Can you buy a portal maker? Yes. Yeah, you yeah. certainly could. I don't know how if he's going to be a working one, but you can buy a portal maker. <laughs> Uh, you can buy pretty much anything there, and it's all through our website, craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. So you guys have exclusive traffic. Yes, yeah, don't... It's kind of like uh, BBS, right? Where you have to dial into us and, you know, and oh, that's through old us. School. <laughs> There's this whole world of... of, of you may be things. tempted to go to Amazon.com. I wouldn't do that. It's been a while since we last checked there. I mean, it could have turned into, like, yeah. some, some porn site or something. Who knows? So just be safe. Go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Sure. Not not saying it has turned into a no, porn site. No, I don't site, know. But like, who knows? Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, you can buy porn on Amazon. There you go. <laughs> Let's ask the expert. Nick. You you can buy porn on Amazon. You know where else you can buy porn then? At craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. I literally just pulled up craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon on my phone. And now I'm, like, curious to... I'm actually really curious to see what kind of porn is on Amazon, but we'll save that for the post show. <laughs> oh, Good for you. That's All right, what we have so... on sex, sex school is the first one. This is 
Our next what beer is the, the oldest beer that I had in my cellar. Uh, you know, we used to talk about my superpower, which is aging beers and not wanting to drink them yeah. until they're ready. We'll see if this one's ready. This is a 2004 Dogfish Head 120-minute IPA. 2004. And on the label... Before we started the show. Yes, on the label, it's like, drink now or age for a decade or so. And we had one of these in 2014. was the last time we had one of these. And this is my last bottle of the 2004 vintage. Does this say something about burying it in the ground, or is that the old school? Uh, probably the old school. This one says, what you have here is the holy grail for hop heads. This beer is continually hopped for over 120 minutes, boil, and then dry hopped every day for a month. Enjoy it now or age for a decade or so. It's all their old slogan on there? Was, didn't they have an old... Off-Center and Ales for yeah. Off-Center people? I don't know if it's on here. I don't see it. And there was another one, wasn't there? Hey, Nick Glass. The Holy Grail for Hopheads. Put your phone down and hand me your damn glass. I was pulling up Dogfish 120 2004. Why? We'll tell you all about it. Just stop it. (laughs) You have your laptop. I have my phone. It's just a computer, just smaller. Yeah, but I'm not looking at my laptop all the time. He handed me his glass when I needed it. You didn't. That's Nate's job. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Well. My arms do not reach. I am not stretch arm strong. I cannot reach that far. <laughs> so 120 minute has you know been around for for a few minutes. Uh, it's there. It is okay. 15 to 20 percent alcohol by volume. What does this one have a number on it? Um, no. Oh. no. I do not see it. I'd be of 120, so call it 100. I mean, we we talked about this before, but after around 90 or so, human palate can't distinguish. Yeah, it's all. Yeah. So, well, so the original release was in 2003, so this is only a year later. No kidding. We haven't been talking about the colors here, but they've mostly been the same. Yeah, they've all been around the, like, like a gold, dark Shed. gold, amber yeah. like quality. With Shining the exception of Triple Bach, which was just soy. Some it sort of like black, black hole. <laughs> <laughs> it was the black oil the from, from the X-Files. The, the deepest recesses of the human soul. <laughs> it was literally tar. Tar of despair. <laughs> Actually, I think tar might have tasted better, but... All right, so the aroma here... Wow, I'm actually getting a little bit of grapefruit on the nose. Really? I mean, it took me a few sniffs, but uh, after a while. Yeah, there's yeah. something there. Yeah, there, it, it, you know what? It's more like a grapefruit blossom almost mm-hmm. because it's got this this sort of ephemeral quality to it. It doesn't really taste or, or uh, smell like big oil of grapefruit. Yeah. It's more yeah, I mean, It smells very different from all the barley wines that it we've does. had, right? Yeah. It doesn't really have that kind of malt type aroma coming off of it. Well, it's not a barley wine, right? It's dead, or they technically an IPA. Used, used to call it a barley. I, mean, I used to call it a barley wine. It's the Holy Grail for hopheads. No, it was sixty minute. They used to have a label on it, and then they had to change it. No, worldwide style. No, sixty minute oh. had something on it, and they changed. I forget what. <laughs> well, sixty back. minutes or worldwide style's original label was full of. Vim and vigor and ridiculous amounts of barley. No, this and is it. Had it had to, out the vim and vigor. It, 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 no, okay. What I'm thinking of is it is said that the continually hot bottle conditioned pale ale. Okay, and they had to remove bottle conditioned 
because they stopped bottle conditioning. And, uh, then they just call it. For, so it was for a second there. They continually hopped super fragilistic pale ale, and then they just got rid of it or something. It was something like that. Super amazing. Super fantastic. Drink. Super fantastic. Yeah. That's it. I'm, I'm having issues distinguishing some of the aroma on it. Like um, you're saying grapefruit, and I'm like trying my hardest. No, it's, it's to not find like it. fresh. It's it's it's, yeah. it's. It was like the Bigfoot, where like oh my gosh, there's still hop flavor in here, yeah. right? You know, for that one, I was finding a little bit of aroma under the flavor. It, it the alcohol is prevalent. Pre- no, I was saying it's actually kind of hidden. It doesn't seem eighteen percent boozy. Re- I think it's pretty boozy. I'm with Nate on that. Like to me, the the first thing that came through was the alcohol. Going okay, yeah, you can tell. I'm getting more warming spices here. Um, Something definitely warming spices. Something prickly. Something a little, uh, yeah, a little Szechuan peppery, peppercorn like. Okay, so I've just been swirling the hell out of this, and and which makes it smell like cabbage like it just <laughs> just give it like big vigorous swirl and yeah it kind of tastes like that kind of no, yeah kind of broccoli broccoli yeah, thing, which is yeah. better cabbage so it's not complimentary i should yeah, stop yeah. swirling it so much that's that's actually um, a good call for the the taste yeah, of because yeah. now i'm thinking of like the outside of a of a stuffed cabbage pepper or something like that like um or stuffed cabbage you know what i mean like i mean when, when i think broccoli now, now I'm getting the booze. It now come, I'm getting it, it like comes a bit bourbony, like, like a kind little of feeling coming up my throat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can get, I, yeah, definitely get the broccoli kind of aspect of things. I mean, which is weird, like for me. Like I'm like, yeah, oh, it's, see, it's I'm funky. not getting that much vegetable. I'm getting a lighter malt, you know, than the barley wines. I have to be thinking broccoli okay. in my head for it to come through. Yeah. It does. I don't like. Doesn't it doesn't jump at me? No. There's just something about when you abuse <laughs> but, yeah. a beer like that that like the funky mm-hmm. weird. To me, the like, bu- the booze though is just overpowering everything yeah. about it. To where it's like almost like, okay, I'm getting a dry. Yeah, I get that bourbon quality in a sense, but not the sweetness from a bourbon. I get the the booziness of the bourbon yeah. on this. And you get, uh, see, I'm getting a little bit of sweet, especially like on my lips when I'm done, and like the sweetness is hanging out, but. In the flavor, I'm getting kind of a bit of a candy grapefruit still. It goes along with the booze. I think this works. It reminds me of kind of those Corsair hopped uh, hopped whiskeys. Mm-hmm. A little bit of that. Those are rough from what I've the ones that I've had. Uh, I've had the <laughs> Citra like and the whiskey. Centennial. The Citra was really good. Yeah. Okay. Some okay. of that sulfur cabbaginess is starting to sit on the flavor for me now. It just it's just there. It's just mean? there, yeah. and it's. It's distracting me a bit. You can't untaste it. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not. Terrible. The booze is building. Like I'm starting to feel it in my gums and everything. Yeah, I like it. I like this. This is. It's worth keeping this beer around for 14 years. Mm-hmm. Do we? Do we say what the ABV was of this? Probably we around, think it's, it's around 18. Yeah, okay. they usually say 15 to 20 percent for all 120s. Um, I don't think they actually really know. Um, they vary. Well, it varies from year to year. Yeah, it does vary. But like, like I, I know that we like, get well, it, they usually like the keg that I just got for one twenty at Yard House a month ago said literally on the keg fifteen to twenty percent. Okay. So. Oh, so when before we started the show, when Sam Calagione was starting his or doing a book tour for brewing up a business, he did a show or did dinner at the Harris Grill, and uh, Heather and I went to that and. Really small, like probably like twenty people. Really small dinner, 
and talking to Sam, and it was it was probably two thousand three, two thousand four, something like that. And we talked. We we're talking about worldwide stout. And he talked about how the one year was twenty three percent, and then the year after that they dialed it down to eighteen. I think it was eighteen because they just thought it was a better product at a more restrained alcohol than you know trying to push the limits so hard. So you know, there's probably you probably see the same thing with one twenty, right? Where they probably maxed it out and then probably reined it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, it'd, it'd be really weird to be like, man, I I, I want to get super drunk, and so I'm going to drink a whole bunch of Worldwide Stout in 120 minutes. It's like, what a waste. <laughs> You'd be surprised. No, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm okay. just saying it's weird. I mean, if this if this is the second year, though, I mean, I think, I don't know. I Like, it's not it's not hitting me over the head. I think I enjoyed what this, I can tell. this one a little bit more than, like, this year. Because I had it this year too, the batch that it's was. It's so different when it's fresh, though. It's so so. Different. It's so different. I think I prefer it when it's aged. I, I oh, for sure. Just, I just like yeah. the, the hop down quality. Why don't, you, of why don't it. you talk to your boss and see if you can put a cage in the uh, put a put a keg in the cooler for fourteen years? <laughs> a keg. <laughs> well, <laughs> we do. We have KBS right now that's aging. It's just been sitting. Yeah, in you're going to age that for six months, right? Yeah. You're not going to put it away for 14 years. Yeah, we're not going to put it away for 14 years. But it's been aging for since I think we got it back in February. So it's been sitting there since we still haven't kegged it. But uh, I mean, it's a start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all you need really is to wait 14 years on your on your uh, <laughs> 120 minute, and you'll be great. Imagine we could sell it for though. All right, so we're going to do one more. We're going to skip that yeah. for white stuff. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, so the last beer is going to be this Thomas Hardy's that Nate brought us, 2008. I really like Thomas Hardy as Bane. <laughs> Can you hand me <laughs> see, see, Nick ran off so he didn't have to hand me his glass. <laughs> got it. I got his glass here. So this, of the ones I brought, this is probably the one that I've owned the longest. Um, yeah, I got this at... House of a Thousand Beers. This would like this is a 2008. It's the last time, or I, th- yeah, it's it's been available and unavailable over the years, and I think kind of kind of with uh, until they just brought it back again. It was it was gone for you know seven, eight, nine years, something like this, and it was this was kind of the, the last time that it was brewed uh, and in, imported by Phoenix. So this is not this is Ohanian Brewery. Uh, this is O'Hanlon. The last, O'Hanlon. I think, the last year that O'Hanlon yeah. okay. brewed it. So there's a T and a Q version. Okay. A T is the half pint for the American market, and T. the Q is the half pint for the European market. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more than half pint. It's eight point five fluid ounces, just over here. And then they stopped brewing until 2014. Right. Oh, 2014 is when they brought it back. Okay. So I'm trying to find more information here. That was all so I got the vintages. So this is one of those, one of those beers that will like they'll auction. I mean, like maybe not older, but like mm-hmm. it, it was it was you know made for wide release since the the late. It was brewed Six, first in the late '60s. Yeah, on the top it says 40 years, so '68 okay. to 2008. Yeah, but, there you go. Uh, I've had There's the tea. Okay, I've had like the homebrew club meetings. Uh, mm-hmm. Been lucky enough with. Uh, Sometimes, you know, Tony would open one up. I think I've had like a 93 or something okay. like that. Nice. 
Uh, this really oxidized, though. You know, I don't, I don't remember it being like, oh my god, amazing. It's like kind of like when you keep Bigfoot for too long, right? You're like, it is what it is at that point. Yeah. So that was um, this is eleven point seven percent alcohol by volume. It's got kind of a, a sherry-like note on it. There's yeah, there's something kind of kind of wonky in there, kind of like pretzel-y. Hmm. Mm. A little sourdough, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the tang, and, you know, it's reminding me of just a touch of that triple block in there. Really? Yeah. Just a little bit, like that tang. Like, that weird, meaty kind, yeah, of, kind yeah. of... Not kind like, of only like, only like 1% as intense as the triple block, but mm-hmm. there's kind of a nuance there. Yeah. This is one of those things that, like, you know, teeters between, like, is it a barley wine? Is it an old ale? If there's even a distinction between those two mm-hmm. things... Well, on their website, they call it a barley wine. Okay. So, I mean, okay. I guess we go with what they say. But, I mean, sure. we've, we've had many a, a time when we've disagreed with the brewer right. what they're doing. Right. Every once in a while, I'm getting, like, notes of pear on this guy okay. as well. I'm getting, like, on the... Maybe it's just because I mentioned it on the last beer, a uh, couple beers, uh, the dried fig okay. kind of quality on the aroma. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely get a lot of fig for me on the aroma with that like caramel quality to it. I need to not but keep to me, swirling the hell out of it. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say to Here, me try the, this, try the, this. the aroma is completely different right. though. Like, that won't that won't um, that'll open up the surface area without sure. like aggravating the beer. Yeah, so it'll yeah. Probably keep some of those. The taste is very different from the aroma, in my opinion. I kind of like, like, I'm getting, um, on the back end, like, smoked tobacco. I'm still getting a bit of uh, the dried fig, uh, sweet caramel as well. Within sweet the taste of it. caramel. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> you ever watch Neil Diamond Parking Lot? No. No, but it's I a, feel like I'm going to love it by the name. A, a sequel to Heavy Metal Parking Lot. <laughs> it's just all Neil Diamond fans. <laughs> They're freaks. Is there a Jimmy Buffett parking lot? There's a nah. I, I, there might be. There's a Harry Potter parking lot. I, I the more I taste this, the more the more I sip it, I'm starting to get like almost a honey. Yeah, yeah. Kind of quality towards it. Like I keep a, like tasting an orange it. I'm getting this marmalade. Kind of, kind well, I'm of. getting the orangey thing, and I'm like, is that is that the hops? Is like the hops that prevalent in this Thomas Hardy's? I wouldn't expect it. Because yeah, I'm getting like orange and honey well, in the taste. For me, you know, the grapefruit that I was tasting in the 120, I'm tasting kind of an orangey version of the same thing in this. But fruit that fruit is. leather. Did you ever have fruit leather mm-hmm. where it's just like yeah, like yeah. tough, dark yeah. sugar and mm-hmm. like citrus. I mean yeah. like old old citrus. It's, again, it's like yeah. sweet well, potpourri and a piece of, piece of rubber. Well, Nate, you even mentioning sugar throws me straight to brown sugar. On this one, like getting nice brown, like to re- right now, my mind is going brown sugar syrup with orange and that kind of like sweet caramel that I was talking about before. I so, mean, am I the only one that's still getting cabbage? Yes, I, I, I was getting it because I was agitating it so much. But like that's just that you unleash the demons when you like. <laughs> I I have to do something. 
because I wonder if this is influencing me somewhat. Dump bucket is too close. Yeah, <laughs> get rid of that dump bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that potent, do you? No, no, but I just well, it was I, it was occasionally wafting towards me. Yeah, no, get that out of well, here. I was thinking about removing 70% that. Seventy percent of your taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you, um, when you talk brown sugar, there's definitely like a primal, just like exactly just ba- basic molasses kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Know, kind of but like, I keep going back to that orange, that orange marmalade that I'm kind of like going towards. And I keep getting that, like, it's, it's almost like an orange rind. Like, you just peeled the back of an orange and you're getting that, that skin yeah. within the beer. Or that like bitter orange. Those chocolate oranges at Christmas. I would say this is an successful, successful tasting of old-ass beers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm, Except I'm amazed, for the, like, the Sam Adams triple block. But. i got to give my cellar way more credit than I thought, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> than I thought it was due. Cheers yeah, the, to that, Nate. The, the Bells was um, much better than I thought it would come across. Yeah. And probably the next most surprising for me was the Bigfoot. I thought that would be more of a mess. That was nice. What it was. This is one of those ones that I'm I'm considering not ranking just because I don't know. I'm kind of blurry on some of the early ones. Like like how does the Thomas Hardy's compare to? Because there was one of these beers that was very similar. I think it was the John Barleycorn, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it it just it also feels like I don't I don't know if I have much to say about the difference between them, even though they were very significantly different. Mm. That wasn't really the point. You could pro- no. you could probably suss it out if I you pro- like. Yeah, like segregate two. Figure out okay which of those is better. Then segregate these two. Like I'm thinking, like okay, there are two Americans there. Which one's better? There are two English there. Which one's better? Um, and this is where you guys make fun of me for using Untapped. <laughs> However, it actually gives me a solid rating. That's other saying. people have, have no, done. He just ranked them. You rated them as you tasted them, right? I rate them as I taste them, which is why then when it comes to my rating, I go through what I did to put them in order. But why isn't the triple bock on that board, Jeff? Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> because it smells too bad. <laughs> it smells like fish sauce, that's why. <laughs> that was a special... It, it got exponentially worse than the last time I had yeah, it. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. It was, the it was, triple bock has become the worst rated beer time, I've ever done. The last time we had the triple bock, <laughs> it was this weird soy sauce thing, but it was drinkable. It was. It wasn't even like a simple regression. It's like, oh, it's this much. You and this know. one was just offensive. Yeah. This one was like, and actually, the first sip was okay. It was the second sip that was like, point two five. <laughs> the second uh, sip was objectionable. Well, that that's you. I mean, for me, the first sip was was pretty damn bad. You uh, took a much bigger sip. Yeah, but I because yeah, that's its own show. That, that should have like seriously <laughs> the triple block should have just should have just sequestered that in its own. Like, I should have done a watermelon dorado treatment yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, like, so it, go, it. It definitely gets in. It's it's on that level of watermelon dorado and uh, uh, evil twin. <laughs> oh, the, the, the right, watermelon the dorado is oh the eggnog. Oh, the eggnog IPA. Eggnog IPA. <laughs> yeah. right, was, watermelon dorado does not deserve to be in the category as that triple because I told you. Uh-huh. I had the watermelon dorado. It's not a good beer, but if you have it very cold, it's Shush. quite good. We don't drink it very Shush. good. Um, when when we drank it, it was one of the worst things we've ever had. You haven't had Evil Geniuses. I can't even, which is a watermelon ale. No, I have actually. Oh, did you? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. And it was not as bad as watermelon dorado. <laughs> 
I'm having a hard time actually. I'm, I'm, I think I might with, be with you, Greg. I wanted to give it a ranking, but a lot of why it's so blurry because a lot of my stuff's very blurry. Yeah, they're all just old barley wines. Yeah, and it, it, it's not. It, it feels wrong to rank them almost because it, it. I don't know that there was there. Were, I think that the JW Lees was a real standout. All right, so let's recap. Let's, let's rank them. Okay. Okay. All right, so let's do them in the order that we drank them. Yeah. Jeff, so we did the first. Bell's Batch 10,000 first. Uh, for me, I was impressed how this one uh, had... The hops really stayed through on that one, right? Is that, am I thinking of that this correctly? This is the one that had... For me, this one was... I didn't think this was really brewed to be a barley wine. Maybe it, maybe it was, but you know, I was surprised at like how... This one had significant oxidation to it. That's for sure. That right? was, is that what it was? Okay. And it, surprisingly, it was the most oxidized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of all of them. Yeah, but I thought that the oxidation worked fairly well on it. You know, it wasn't overboard. So okay, and, yeah, that, that was the one that had the huge amount. That was one that was like it was really gristy, and and it tasted like a yeah. like yeah. So that was the 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 one where they said they used sixty hops and a hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred malts. Right. Which you know. Hundred fermenters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I believe what. Then we went to. Then we did. Okay, let me look it up. I'll be able to see if I look. I think we did the J Dub next. No, was it the J W? Barleycorn. No. No, Barleycorn was later. I think it was the J. Yeah, it was the J W next. All right, so that guy he had the huge juicy malt flavor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that one was the one that reminded me of Utopias because it had that really deep, sort of mapley thing going on there. Yeah, that one was really good. Uh, next, that one, one might be my if we were, if we were ranking that's that would have been that would be my number one. Yeah. Oh, you have to rank. We have no, Nate we don't. Here. No, 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 we, no we, but we have we have a rule. <laughs> we can each you get an exemption. Nate can come back next time if he wants to rank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now we we do we have actually we we've I don't know if you ever written this down, but we have talked about this. We have a rule. We can where guests don't have to. No, vote no. Well, that, that's different. Jeff and I have said we will we will rank every show, but we have a rule that one time a year we can say no, we're not going to rank. Poppy I thought you guys just didn't you just use that last time because it like Ooh, no shit it was, dog. It was a, I think we, we may have considered it. We, we considered it, but we ended up ranking. no. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, we, we, have, we haven't done that in a while. We haven't not ranked in a while. Uh-huh. And that this would be the first time, but I'm I'm just not feeling it. I'm not feeling ranking. Yeah. All right, so that was the JW Lees. Accept <laughs> all your <laughs> and then as they rank right now. We did the Sierra Nevada sometime next in here. So. I think so. I think we, we were going to the Triple Bach, uh, but we couldn't open it, and so we did the Sierra Nevada as you went to grab the corkscrew or the barley corn. Anyway, um, no, I think it was the Sierra okay, Nevada. Sierra, the barley corn Sierra came after. First, okay. yeah. yeah. So this guy, I've had a bunch of old. That Sierra one was Nevada. that was was where the hops really stuck around. Yeah, so it it was piney. It was the, we were talking about the clove piney orange um, simmer thing you were talking about. Really, kind of tied down this beer. Uh, I was impressed that this one was seemed much less oxidized than a lot of the old Bigfoots that I've had, and I thought this one um, stood the cellaring very well. Any other comments? Uh, I'm just I'm dreading the next one. <laughs> Concur. I mean, JW was my favorite. That's my number one. Sure. Well, you guys can rank if you want to. We're not going to. 
I'll rank. Okay. Right. Do it. Well, Do it. You can wait till I'm done recapping. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait till, so, wait till Greg's finished. Sam ranking. Adams was a special kind of gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Sam Adams was a special kind of gross. Yeah. Like exponentially grosser than last time. That was just... I th- it was almost even worse because I felt like there might have been some good flavors in there that were just destroyed no. by uh, by the grossness. It was it, it, it mixes was almost, truth with lies. Yeah. yeah, it was almost like you know a movie where you're like you're plugged into the mainframe, right? And you get that information <laughs> download. You know, it was like like I was tasting like all the things like here and there everywhere. Like ah, it's too much at one time. And it, it, the the first step kind of hid how disgusting it was, and then. Uh, well, after I got the download, it, uh... let's not forget to mention the aroma, which was a unique and distinct type of awful. <laughs> it was. It's like you get the download, and then after you've absorbed it, you realize you've like you you've shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the aroma just felt wrong. Right, you were smelling something, and you're, it was it was like something was rotten or. That was foul. Yeah, I've, I like I, I don't remember the last time I've recoiled from a beer like that. <laughs> so I mean, I'll give I'll give it this. It was impressive. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. That's what I'm saying. Just needed like just it just needs its own platform to like dissect and like wow, this is terrible, and we are just going to try to like dig as much as we can out of this and like it's, there's ten percent good and ninety percent. Horrible. <laughs> 10% good, it's the only beer we've ever had in a blue bottle. That's right. Exactly. What do you think the what do you think that weird cobalt blue bottle does to age? I wonder. Uh, it depends how much light there is in the year. Uh, yeah, blue blue bottles should let in a lot more of the light that would cause photelic reactions. Okay. But I don't think there's a whole lot of hops in there that would that would be do much to. So and and the beer's dark as hell so um not a lot of light's gonna get through that anyway uh i think it might be cheaper i think the the blue ones are cheaper than custom bottles though so yeah the price is in the the making of the bottle not the material at that point yeah i don't know i mean it's it stands out Uh, you know i mean because especially at the time they were doing it i mean it's gonna stand out on on a a shelf somewhere. All right, so it. let's talk about the John Barleycorn. This guy seemed to me seemed better than the last couple of times we've had John Barleycorn. It had a nice rich flavor to it. It was a little bit thinner. I think that's where you were getting. It, did, I, it didn't have much going on to me. It, it just felt kind of samey, like like especially after like the Lees and mm-hmm. uh, and, and the Bigfoot had all those you know yeah, jump okay. flavor jumping out at me, and even the Bells had. Uh, you know, a lot of interesting malt stuff going on, and this was just kind of was that the was that the lemon iced tea one? No, the lemon iced tea was it? No, the lemon iced tea was the. Uh, no, I think that was no, it. that's gotta be uh, it. It was that one. Yeah, it's gotta be this one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess I'm wrong. All right. So yeah, yeah, it had to be because this. And after that, it was pretty basic, though. I mean, it's just like, yeah, yeah, here's a, yeah, yeah, here's a barley wine. We threw a bunch of like, here's a bunch of ingredients. It's high alcohol, and and yeah, not no, not terribly. It, it didn't have bombastic. the most uh, adventurous 
palette right. for that one, yeah. Uh, the 2011 Black Chocolate Stout, I think you called it, Nate, where this one kind of lost the ashiness, because I get that a mm-hmm. lot in Black Chocolate Stout, too. It had a lovely oxidation, too, where it was raspberry-like, mm-hmm. and it played well with the stout and kind of made this chocolate raspberry truffle that we all tasted, and that was just re- a really good treatment on this yeah. beer. So probably my number two, you know, if, if I had to, you know, if I had to come up with it, I would, I would probably all call right. that my And then favorite. the 2004... Worldwide Stout, or I'm sorry, Dogfish, uh, 120 from Dogfish Head. This guy, for me, was kind of like this light barley wine, but you know, I was really dialing in on that grapefruit, or was this the orangey one? No, this was the grapefruit. No, one. that was the one you kept talking about. Yeah, this is one. Because, yeah, grapefruit. Yeah, uh, I did grapefruit not get one. that at all. And then I did get much booziness until my sample. And we, you know, we're splitting a twelve ounce bottle four ways, so only getting like three ounces. When I got like halfway through my samples, when the booziness started really becoming mm-hmm. apparent to me. So, so Greg, you said if, if you were ranking the black black chocolate stout, would be your number two. Mm-hmm. It, it, if you were, you're not ranking, but if you were ranking, <laughs> right? What what might be your number three? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't have one. <laughs> like I have, I have a clear number one, number two in the yeah, last okay. place, but the rest are just it's all yeah, lost right. in the noise. And yes. then finally, the Thomas Hardys. Yeah, where. It just drank it, and because we reviewed them all, like oh, forgetting like what's what. I mean, it didn't it didn't strike us, I think, as something super special. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it was you know like a little, I think a little more leathery, savory kind yeah. of mm-hmm. kind of not not super sweet, not real bitter or citric or it's fruity. Oh, yeah, this one had the kind of the orange fruit roll up type thing. Kind of, yeah. 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 Okay, Nick, you want to rank? Go for it. Oh, absolutely. So, last place, um, I think we can all guess that one, (laughs) is actually Hardee's. No, um, it is going to be Sam Adams' Triple Block. We all know why. Following that one, in second place, or, I don't even know how many, did we have six beers? We had eight. We had eight beers. Holy shit. Um, According to my (laughs) attempt, I'm pretty tied. Um, between 120 and uh, John Barleycorn. Really? Yeah. So which one is going to... Is... I'm going to put 120 as next. Okay. All right. I don't know why. I'm just going to do it. And then John Barleycorn. I don't know why. Maybe we should skip the whole rating thing because <laughs> now that I'm looking at all my ratings... They're all pretty much tied. Yeah. Duh. Like, the, when, when I hit my top point, like, Harvestdale for me was my favorite. Uh-huh. Yeah. J.W. Harvestdale. Yep. Um, I give you a second place. Um, that was probably, that looks to be um, Thomas, the Thomas Hayden, or Batch 10,000. Okay. Thomas Tom- Hayden Church. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas Hayden Church. Uh <laughs> Or uh, the Bash 10,000. You know what? Uh, you guys are right. I'm wrong. I'm skipping my uh, okay. rating because right. I can't do it anymore. So, all right, screw you guys. You're right. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> Nate, you can rank if you would like to. I'm going to rank. All right. All right. Um, I'll go J-Dub, Black Chocolate. Uh, is that top to bottom? Top, yeah. So yeah, top to yeah. bottom. He's, oh, yeah, okay. he's doing a bad. I was thinking, like, oh my gosh, you put Sam Adams on at the bottom? <laughs> no, Are no, you no, kidding no, me? No, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, top to bottom. Um, J.W. Lee's Black Chocolate Stout, uh, the Bigfoot, 
then the okay. Yeah, that's getting fight. hard. <laughs> then the uh, Hardys, then Batch Ten Thousand, then One Twenty, then John Barleycorn, then Triple Bach. All right. And that's you know like the middle is pretty pretty compressed. Yeah, no, that's, a lot of similarity. That's there. a good ranking. You and, you maintained a yeah, better uh, view of the field <laughs> yeah, than yeah. I was able to <laughs> this show. So Nate's the only one who who was able to go through and and, like, and successfully rank like a boss, like a boss. Like so a boss. so we congratulate you. You're all fired. <laughs> that's fine. I'm, I'm fired. Wait, every this is time I'm take, wait, Every time wait, I'm on the show, I'm is fired. hostile takeovers a thing in podcasting? <laughs> Let's see. But in 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 that spirit, I think we should play another uh, tune oh, that gosh. everyone likes oh. as a Friday song. And she was 13 when she recorded this. Yeah. Friday the 13th on Friday. Oh, my. I don't get it. Singing Friday (laughs) on Friday the 13th that she was 13th? Come on. That's the joke. No, that's just numerology right there. You know what? Whatever. I think this. I think this was a birthday present, though. It might have been like her. 17th. Yeah, it was like it you was. know, it was she's from like a rich white family. So what do you expect? Yeah, yeah. They they went to like a rich West Coast, family. some some place that churns out these things. And to be honest, I've heard worse songs. Oh, than there was this. there was a whole like this was a whole genre. These like I don't birth. Know. I mean, this is pretty bad. I mean, well, the lyrics are terrible, but the lyrics Friday. and the melody is literally the Friday. same exact fucking note, and the chord changes. It, it's just one. Okay, well, you know, music more than I do, but I mean, one, I, I feel four, like I've heard one, worse songs one. than this. <laughs> but I'm not saying this is a good song. She's just, out of tune. Well, she's out of the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers recorded. Hundreds of songs That's that are true. worse than <laughs> well, the Red Hot Chili. The only thing they care about telling you is that they're from California, <laughs> and that's it. Like, I mean, really. And and they had that one time that was bad under the bridge. Anthony Kiedis has <laughs> nipples. <laughs> hey man, have, have you read uh, Scar Tissues? I really want to because it sounds like Crafty Radio is because of the Creative Commons license. <laughs> Yeah, Check out our website for more information. Of course, if you want to buy something, go to craftyradio.com slash Amazon for our interesting portal to this whole Amazon website. But make sure, yeah, you go to craftyradio.com slash Amazon. And if you want to contact us, tune in next week for that information. Okay. See it? No, it's uh, get them to come back. Oh, whoa. Now you're thinking. What of a course, hook, right? They can just tune in last week. Cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's come up with a sentence. Uh, uh, the dog is on thee, and we'll finish that sentence next week. <laughs> what could a dog be on? Mm-hmm. Send in your suggestions at the contact that you hear next week. Yesterday was Thursday. Today is Friday. Yesterday was Thursday, and today it is Friday, and tomorrow it's Saturday. It's almost Rebecca Black, so chilling in the front side, in the back seat, driving, cruising.